Brothers and sisters, welcome back again. I love this course on emotional wellness. I hope you're having a good experience. I hope that you're getting revelation. Yes, listen to the words that I'm uh, teaching, um, but listen to the Holy Ghost. He truly is the teacher. He will uh, help you take these principles about emotional wellness and healthy living and relationships and help you have your best life possible. Okay. Today, we're going to talk about dating and marriage. All right. I'm no expert, but I'd love to just share a few things that have worked well for me and my sweetheart. Remember, belief windows, right? We all have belief windows. We have different facts and circumstances and uh, different things about our uh, people that we're dating, people that we love, people we're married to, our children. Remember, those circumstances are just facts. There's no emotion attached to them. The beliefs that we have on our belief window are how we interpret those facts about people that we love. The feelings and emotion that we experience, those are created by the beliefs that we've attached to our facts. So um, <laughs> they say that marriage is like a 5,000 piece jigsaw puzzle, all sky. <laughs> okay, it, it, it can be a little challenging, a little hard, but with some practice and with some good gospel principles, marriage can be a wonderful, wonderful experience and a journey. My mom is a Pirelli's instructor. Pirelli's is a technique, technique of horsemanship where they train horses to do things with just the smallest um, nudging from the rider. Um, very, very similar to dressage. Um, from, in fact, from the dressage website, they write this. The objective is the harmonious development of physical ability of the horse resulting in a calm, supple, flexible animal. The horse should submit happily and proudly to the will of the rider without any disturbance to its natural way of going. With careful training, the horse willingly and on command and with grace accommodates the rider. The result is a tribute to the rider's ability and also the horse's generosity. Now, I'm not, the analogy is not you and your spouse. Your spouse is not a horse. We are the horse. The Lord is the rider. As we get in tune with the spirit, I testify with just a little um, sensitivity as we have different promptings, different nudges, we will be able to realign our approach to dating and marriage and will become more malleable in God's hands and therefore be a better companion. Uh, in our marriage. Um, and I've seen this principle. Uh, my wife and I both receive revelation for our family. When it uh, came to the idea of a Japanese exchange student, that was my wife. I was on a trip. I came home and she said, we're going to have Yotaro live with us. And who's Yotaro? And she had this prompting and on a whim. I, I mean, really, it was a, a distinct prompting. But literally, within a few days, we had a kid from Japan living with our family. It was a beautiful blessing. Build a pool. Our kids were little. Um, they could not swim. <laughs> Who got the prompting to build a pool? I did. I was able to work out with the company um, to do some web design work and some photography. We wound up with a swimming pool. Changed our family. My wife at first thought I was trying to kill our kids because they were so little. But oh my goodness, you take that pool away, we're a different family. Moving to Millville, my wife got a prompting that our time was up in Providence and we moved to Millville. Uh, what a blessing. What a blessing. It wasn't a convenient, a perfect time, but she got a prompting. It has changed our family. What a blessing. Have a baby in college. We lived in an apartment. It had black mold growing on the wall. We were uh, fairly newly married. Um, I was getting a, a master's degree. My wife had just got done with her degree. It, we were up to our, our eyeballs in debt. Who gets a prompting to have a baby? 
I did. You take Dawson away from us during that tough time in our marriage um, in terms of finances and where we lived, and we're a different family. Oh, I, I can't begin to express the gratitude for that prompting and uh, my wife being willing to act on it with me. Buying chickens. My wife does not like chickens at all, but she got a prompting to buy chickens. My little daughter was uh, was struggling, and buying these chickens for her changed her life. And that's a whole nother story for another day. I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters, is this. Both you and your spouse or you and the person you're dating can receive revelation from your God. And as you seek for that revelation, I testify it will change your relationship for the good. Now, uh, I call these marital misses, okay? <laughs> Miscommunication, misunderstanding, and misinterpretation. Those happen in every marriage. It's good to follow up. It's good to have conversation. If you think you might have miscommunicated or misunderstood or misinterpreted something that your uh, spouse has done, open up that window of communication and just clarify. Ask follow-up questions. Uh, get to know their heart, the heart of the matter. And I promise that will be a, uh, an avenue to revelation. A few things that we've done to avoid the misses, and we're not perfect at this by any stretch, but things that have helped us. Number one, date. Oh, I have a friend that's a therapist. I talked about her a little bit on this uh, in this class, and she says, Eric, without fail, then every time, she says, I've done this for 20 years now. When a couple comes in that's having trouble, she says, every single time, I have to tell them to start dating again. Every time, she said, every time a couple comes in with marriage uh troubles. She says, I have to remind them that they need to date. If they're going to make the marriage work, they have to date. So that's simple. You guys date, date, be consistent on your dating. Um, one little epitaph we came up with is this, uh, one hour a day, one night a week, one week a year. Here's what it means. One hour a day. I try to do stuff around the house so that I can free up my wife's life so that she has at least one hour a day all to herself. She loves that. And she does the same for me. And I appreciate it so much. One night a week. That's the date night. Go at least one night a week, just you and your sweetheart. One week a year. Yes, one week a year. Get away. Go with your sweetheart somewhere, anywhere. One week a year. If you'll do that, I promise you'll avoid some of these misses. Be equally yoked. This is so important. Be equally yoked with each other. Um, this is critical, especially before you, as you're dating and looking to get married, you want to find someone that has um, you know, a good projection, the same projection as you. What does their life look like in 5, 10, 20 years? And have those conversations. Do they like to work out and do you like to work out? That's critical. If you love to work out and your spouse does not, that's going to become an issue. It's going to become an issue. If you love to eat out and they don't, I mean, just the little things, be equally yoked. If you're all into the gospel and the person you're dating is not like, yeah, church, smirch, that will become an issue. It's going to come out in the wash. It's going to come out eventually. So make sure you're equally yoked in the more important matters. The 60-40 rule. I love this. I grew up thinking that marriage was 50-50. And I can't remember where I picked this up, but it's actually 60-40. You give 60% and your spouse gives 60%. That way, when it's, uh, let's say tonight, uh, I'm recording this on a Thursday. I did the dishes last night. I can't have the mindset, oh, 50-50. I did the dishes last night. It's Megan's turn tonight. No, no. It's my turn tonight because it's a 60-40 rule. Yes, you're all in, but in terms of balance, expect to give more than your spouse. And if you both do that, you're going to cover a lot of your bases. 
Oh, avoid sarcasm. My next way to avoid misses. Sarcasm, they say, it's been said, is humor wrapped in barbed wire. The word um, sarcasm in the Greek literally means to strip the flesh. Okay. Danger, danger, danger. It's so good to have a marriage where you can laugh and have fun and, and jab each other. But if you are grounding your relationship on sarcasm, it is a recipe for disaster. Okay. Check the weather. Uh, at least one today, I'll text or call my wife just to see how she's doing. That way, when I get home from work, I'll know what to prepare for. Um, I don't know when I picked this up along our marriage, but sometimes I'd come home and I was expecting sunshine and I came home and it was cloud and storm and rain and it was not good. It's just healthy, number one, just to check in on your spouse too, uh, for the men at least, um, that might be working to support a spouse and a family. Just check in. Check in so you know what to prepare for. She's having a bad day. That might mean you need to stop and, and get some, I don't know, some chocolates or some flowers or something. But check the weather. Check the weather uh, at least once a day so you know what needs your spouse has. <sighs> the importance of communication. We've talked about it already, but, oh, it's so critical that you communicate. And even on the hard things, if you're not um, married yet, have those tough communications. Talk to them about dreams. Talk to them about their past. Uh, talk to them about their expectations with, with intimacy. Have every single topic covered that you can think of. And then have the confidence to be honest. Um, yeah, for example, sweetheart, yeah, I, I don't like to travel as much as you do. Oh, be confident and, and be honest. The worst thing you can do is, is say yes or agree to what your spouse wants to do and then have the experience and then say, well, actually, I didn't want to go on that trip. I don't like to travel. Oh, that makes it so awkward. Be honest. Be confident as you communicate with your spouse. Be kind, but be confident. That honesty and communication is critical. Now, for those of my students of you that have been through a divorce, please let me remind you, divorce does not mean derailed. Our God in heaven loves you and no decision you've made or that your spouse has made is going to derail your plan, your life. I promise that your God in heaven is still going to love you be with you. He's going to help you. We have so many witnesses throughout the scripture. that There is a plan, another plan, another way. And I testify, no matter what has been done to you, no matter what mistake that you have committed or your spouse has committed, there is hope and happiness and brightness. The 2.0 version of yourself might be better than 1.0. Okay. So go forward with faith and knowing that God has another plan for you and your life. The last principle I want to teach is this. This picture a circle, and it represents a, a million things you love about your spouse. All a million things you love about your spouse. But there's a little tiny circle that things that kind of bug you, things that you wish your spouse did differently. Okay, now here's the principle with the gospel tie-in. In the Garden of Eden, the Lord told Adam and Eve, I have given you this entire garden. You can eat freely from every single tree, all one million trees and plants and bushes and fruits. It's all yours, except I've got one tree that I don't want you to eat from yet. Okay, when Satan converses with Eve, right? He focuses in on the one tree that she's not supposed to take fruit from. Okay. You guys, marriage and dating is the same way. Oh, 
accentuate the positive. Look at the million things and remind yourself of the million things that you love about your spouse. Satan will want you to pinpoint that one little subset of things that just don't, uh, don't do it for you. <laughs> things that bug you, things that might annoy you, things that you think are very peculiar about your spouse. If that is your focus, it's going to be a tough marriage. But if your focus is on the million things you love about your spouse, I promise you're going to likely have a marriage full of happiness. You guys, those are my heartfelt tips for um, dating and marriage. I hope you can find joy as you, uh, as you interact and love that wonderful human being that you hang out with. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.